day 212 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with uh, my wife Cindy and uh, my good friend David Keefe. So it's good to see you guys and good to read through Scripture again. We've uh, been reading, you know, in patterns through Gospels and some of the letters, you know, that are in keeping with the Gospels. And so we've started our second cycle. And we're in the Gospel of Mark, and I love Mark. Uh, such a beautiful portrait of Christ, but I love how he quickly moves us from one scene to the next scene, and he leaves us to come to our own conclusions. Here is who Jesus is. Here are the things he said. Here is what he has done. You know, who do you believe this is? And of course, we come to the conclusion, you know, at the end of the gospel, spoiler alert, where a man at the bottom of the foot of the cross says, surely this is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And we can conclude nothing less than that. He is every bit the Son of God and so much more. Mm -hmm. Everything in the Old Testament, you know, deeply, you know, fulfilled in him. And so when you look at the Gospel of Mark, he begins with Jesus, you know, not in a manger, but as a Mm -hmm. man, you know, coming into uh, Galilee, you know, preaching the Gospel and calling on the nation of Israel to repent, to turn from the things that have gripped their heart and, and to turn to God and to believe the gospel and then there's a turn you know around the middle of you know chapter eight where they move toward jerusalem and as they move toward jerusalem jesus is preparing them for what will inevitably happen in jerusalem not uh, being received as israel's king but being crucified as a suffering servant for the sins of of many and so you see in this section you know, careful instruction on discipleship, but you also see Jesus preparing them to follow in his footsteps mm-hmm. uh, of suffering for the sake of the gospel. So we pick up uh, in the middle of uh, chapter 9 and verse 30. Uh, before we do, as always, remember that we're reading, you know, not simply, you know, to uh, check off a box or not simply, you know, to add to our instruction or our discipleship or reading in order to know God more fully, to in scripture both see his face and see a reflection of, of ourselves in in scripture and, and to be transformed by it so before we do that cindy why don't you offer sure. this moment mm-hmm. to the lord mm-hmm. father we do come to this time um, just as paul said that we would not be reading to um, gain knowledge or in any way be puffed up but lord that you would um by your spirit Show us who you are. Um, show us who we are, Father, and just uh, help us to fall in love with you in a more, just in a deeper way, Father. And that our faith would be deepened, and that um, we would walk with you and uh, know and experience incredible joy as we do that. So teach us now by your Spirit in Christ's name. We pray. Amen. Mark chapter nine, verse thirty. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered in the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum. When he was at the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? They kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. 
teacher said, John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown in the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands and go into hell where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Where the worms that eat do not die, and the fire is never quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Have salt among yourselves, and be at peace with each other. So these are pretty, you know, pretty, uh, mm-hmm. pretty strong warnings. And, and of course, you know, the first of these is you know Jesus teaching them, you know, about what awaits him. Uh, fulfilling a vision, you know, uh, that, that comes from the first part of Isaiah, the suffering servant, mm-hmm. and uh, the one who would suffer for the sake of many, for the sins of many, the one through whom wounds we are healed, and we come to know him. Mm-hmm. And of course, in verse 6, you know, we're all like sheep have gone astray, each of us turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And you have you have that. He says, the Son of Man is going to be delivered in the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days, he will rise. Now, we see kind of, I guess, Marksman putting that pattern out there, that kind of each time Jesus predicts his death, the disciples seem to not fully understand exactly what he's talking about, which we'll see again in a few chapters, the mm-hmm. third time he does it. Mm-hmm. And then each time he kind of gives them a, a call or a, begins describing a little bit more of what, discipleship looks like and, and, and describing that to them. And this one he tells us, and it's pretty wild, that anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. And then, you know, brings that child up onto his lap, which I guess in that culture would have little to no status, and then calls them to even serve mm-hmm. the lowest, which is uh, pretty wild. And we even see Christ doing that himself. You know, he he's embodied this idea of being the servant of all, and then calls his people to do the same. Well, the contrast is is very rich. You know, Jesus is uh, going into Jerusalem to humble himself, and of course, while they're on the way, and after he's instructed them, you know, that he is going to be humiliated, rejected, and killed, uh, they quickly change subjects, and as they're walking along the way, they're arguing among themselves who would be the greatest, and of course, they didn't want Jesus to over hear them and so they're a little you know tentative and when they come but the contrast is, is big and, and and you see a lot of ourselves in this but we we want the path to exaltation uh where the call of discipleship is you know a call to humiliation and allowing god in his own time in his own way uh you know to lift us up as we humble ourselves mm-hmm. before him and you certainly see that as the pattern of the cross and you've already seen that in mark you know in chapter eight you know the pattern of the cross is if we want to follow Jesus, we deny ourselves, those things that are the very center of who we are, and, and we take up a cross and, and, and we follow him. And, and so you see him preparing them for that, but they're not getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jesus earlier called this the yeast of the Pharisees. They want the prominent places rather mm-hmm. than you know, to be humbled and to be last. And it reminds me of even when um, the mother of James and John you know, would even ask Jesus to you know, allow her sons to sit at the left and the right. And, and we see that time and time again that they just keep missing the idea of what the kingdom is really going to look like and, and how you inherit it or how you serve. And he kind of shows the picture of children. So you think of a great king, but he shows them pictures of children or the, the thinking of children, which is, like David said, you know, what, someone who would be least of all. But, um, yeah, they keep missing it, which I realize his ways are not our yeah, ways. Not, not, you know, not, 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 not you're simply missing it, but you're missing it really big and of course i think we do as well Mm -hmm. you know the call discipleship Mm -hmm. we 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 do live in an age where we kind of have a prosperity gospel the call Mm -hmm. discipleship you know means you know living our best life now and receiving a lot of the blessings of this life and surrounding ourselves you know with with a lot of comfort Mm -hmm. and there may be a few comforts along the way there may be many joys along the way and there may be many common graces along the way but it's not Mm -hmm. a call to be comfortable it's a call you know, to be a bit uncomfortable and to give ourselves away, you know, rather than trying to save our lives, losing it, you know, for the sake of the gospel. And that's certainly, the, you know, the pattern that you find here. And then, of course, you see not only, you know, them, uh, uh, the disciples here arguing about who would be the greatest, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the kingdom. Uh, you also see them being very exclusive about anybody yes. else. Yeah, not them. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a deal. Somebody's... You're performing miracles in your Gosh. name, and we tell them to stop because they're not part of the club. You're not the real. Yeah, they're not. In, they're not in the club. And of course, there is are occasions where Jesus says, you know, uh, whoever is not for us is against us. So he uses this proverbs mm-hmm. and he, mm-hmm. he turns it in two particular ways. Uh, and, and there is, you know, some things where we really do need to recognize the enemies of the gospel, but also not make enemies of everyone. You know, that uh, is not mm-hmm. exactly part of our group. You know, mm-hmm. as, as well. Yeah, I'm even curious if the disciples, in wanting to be the greatest, you know, saw these guys exactly. kind of doing these driving out demons. Like those guys are competition, man. <laughs> like maybe they're a little greater than me. Like we need to get them out of here so that <laughs> we know. look a little bit better. And uh, in we, every way, it just feels we've like owned not we've it. owned that <laughs> franchise. Golly. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> I do like in that. I mean, even you know, Jesus says basically, you know, serve the forgotten, serve those of low mm-hmm. class, and then. In verse 41, even even in small ways, right? Even just giving a, a cup of water mm-hmm. in my name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's this idea of serving, obviously, the lowest and the forgotten and, and the marginalized of, of culture and of society. But even not, he doesn't have to be in great, grand ways all the time, but he, he, can, he, he can even be in a, a very small, simple mm-hmm. way that most people might not even see. And so I love that mm-hmm. the kingdom allows room for that, right? It's not just about being the greatest and serving in the greatest big ways, but mm-hmm. serving yeah, the lowest a, even in small ways. Uh, a profound daily. theological move in that verse. It says, truly I tell you to you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so you have for the first time in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus owning uh, the title mm-hmm. of Messiah, but not only owning the title of Messiah, but defining us. Mm-hmm. We are those who belong Mm-hmm. to the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And we have given up our life. We have denied ourselves. We are mm-hmm. following him. And we are we are his possession. We are his uh, treasure. We fully belong to him. And he said, anyone, uh, anyone who does this, even a cup of water, mm-hmm. uh, will not go unrecognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have all the things that we need to cut off. <laughs> <I> mean, your <laughs> eyes need to be cut out. Your hands need to be cut out. 
I think, I think there he was, takes sin very seriously here. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's the heart of the passage, mm-hmm. you know, of cutting. You know, plucking out an eye obviously will not deal with the sin problem. Cutting off a hand will not deal with the sin problem, and, and, and obviously cutting off a foot or not. But all of those are very symbolic because sin enters our life through the things that we see and desire, through the things that we do with our hands, and through the places we allow our feet, you know, to take us. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know, and, and this is the opposite of how we respond to grace. We respond to grace with in a presumption that it comes easy, forgiveness is easy, sin's not that serious. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an immediate remedy to it. So, you know, sin all the more that grace may abound. And Paul says, absolutely not. And of course, Jesus said, it's serious. These are things that kill. These are things that destroy. Uh, these are things that, you know, ruin us, that take, you know, sin very seriously. And of course, where he starts is, you know, the, the things that we do that would cause, you know, little mm-hmm. ones to stumble. Yeah, yeah. It's better for them, you know, to have a millstone, which was a you know, stone that they used to tread the grain. It took a donkey to pull it. So you're, you're talking mm-hmm. a pretty major. Yeah, you're not. R- rock. You're not floating with that. <laughs> you're not. Yeah. There's no hope. <laughs> no matter what, no matter what the, your uh, oh your ratio of body fat is. You're, yeah, you ain't treading water. You're going down. <laughs> oh goodness. No, but I mean, what? I mean, those are very intense visuals that he's giving. Obviously, mm-hmm. for the ways we could cause someone to stumble, but also mm-hmm. for our own sin and. As you're saying, Paul, I mean, I'm often much more that, you know, well, yes, sin abounds, but grace abounds, so let's not super worry about how serious my sin is. But mm-hmm. here and even all throughout the New Testament, you're not going to hear that same thing. You're going to hear very serious calls to to consider your sin and mm-hmm. and to, you know, put it to death, even as mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul would yeah. say. This is mm-hmm. not a, a cute little thing. If the cross stands for anything, it, it stands, you know, for you know God's deep hatred of sin and His deep love for sinners. And uh, you know, sometimes we we get those we get those confused. And of course, he ends in, in verse forty nine by saying, "Everyone will be salted with fire." This is a, mm-hmm. a one and out. We're not quite sure, you know, exactly yeah. what this means, but it seems to be picking up on the same thing that uh, the gospel is formed in us, you know, both through the joys we experience in community, but through the hardships we experience, and none of us will escape this life without hardship, and, and that, you know, that uh, forms the gospel in us, and mm-hmm. salt is good, we're called to be that, but if it loses its salt in us, uh, we, we really are not fulfilling God's purpose in our life to be a, a witness to the world of the grace of Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, to display as well as to uh, you know, to display, to demonstrate, and mm. to declare the gospel and call upon you. And we do that in community. Yeah. Have salt among yourselves yeah. mm-hmm. and have peace with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah. great. Get off Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and uh, be, be models of grace, be models of salt. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, forgive us for the many times, like the disciples, um, we fail to see you for who you truly are. We fail to see your call for what it truly is to be your disciples, those who follow in the way of the Messiah. Father, we thank you for Christ and how he came to serve and to humbly give himself for the sake of others. And it's in in that picture, in that truth, um, that we too are seen or see the call that we like Christ, are to humbly serve others. And so even in small ways, like giving cups of water, uh, may we be a people who 
display the wonder and the amazement of Christ to the world around us. And we take our sins seriously. Um, and we thank you how you did take our sins seriously um, to the cross and to offer us forgiveness, redemption, and hope. And so may that hope change who we are and change how we live um, and that we live in such a way that you are glorified. And in that, may we find much joy. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.